Welcome to the floor, fantasy and sci-fi lore. We are still in the world of The Witcher. We are going to be hitting up episode six. Uh, it is just going to be a solo this time. Uh, in some of the scheduling issues, we didn't realize that we hadn't recorded this one yet, and we had already finished The Witcher. The rest of the team is moving on to other projects. So I'm going to fill you in on this episode really quick and the really important lore points here, but Aaron and Eli are not going to be with me. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. So, the Rodanian troops capture the mages at the Conclave, and they have evidence that Vilgefortz has allied with Nilfgaard and wants to get rid of him and his followers. Yennefer contacts Ciri about what is happening in Eretuza, and then encounters Lydia as she tries to sneak out of Eretuza, and Triss saves her life. They gather everyone into a single room, and Tesea is brought in. We learn that a binding spell has been put over Eretuza by Philippa to limit magic use, but it was Tesea who wrote that spell, and so she knows how to break it. She does, and then the mages are able to turn on their captors. In the books, this spell put over Eretuza for the Conclave is not done in secret, uh, nor is it done for nefarious reason. All the mages... No, the other mages have ulterior motives, and so it's to just provide a protected space and a willingness for everyone to attend the Conclave. So definitely a shift there, um, and you can kind of see how it works within the narrative of the Witcher Netflix series. Vilgefortz admits to tricking Tesea and using her before letting the Skoyatel in, a reminder that Eretuza was built by the elf. So they are probably familiar with the passages, with the lifetime of elves. It's very possible some of them used these passages when they were younger. So there's a battle between the elves and mages, and Philavandrel is killed. Ciri finds Yennefer, and the two flee by ferry. Reince attacks Ciri and Yennefer. Geralt shows up and cuts his head off. I think this was a little bit anticlimactic for how big a deal they made him uh, for so much of the show. And uh, it's, it's a, for a non-henchman, it's kind of a disappointing how quickly this fight is over. So the appearance of the elves unites the mages and the Redanians together to fight them. And Tessaia calls elves as Azul's Thunder. So in the games, Yennefer mentions this once only to comment on the complexity of the spell. 
in the game Gwent, if you ever play that, uh, for those unfamiliar, it's kind of like magic, uh, except it is played with uh, cards about and from the Witcher world. And even within the games themselves, there is the mini game where you play the card game Gwent against other people and collect cards and build your deck. Like it's it is completely in the game, but they have also made it like a separate game uh, outside of the game. It is getting really meta here. Apparently, the complexity of this spell is in the perfection required to utter the spell as most refer to the spell. Its importance is in its diction. Um, and so that is why it is such a difficult spell to cast. Um, Azul was a famous human mage, and he is famous for two things, his spells and his monstrous creations created at the Academy of Risberg. And we have t- discussed those creatures many times. So back to kind of our summary of events here. Uh, Kahir leaves Eratuza to t- chase after Ciri. When Yennefer sees Azul's thunder being summoned, she returns to Eratuza. Kahir finds Ciri and surrenders to her. He apologizes for everything he done he has done. And when the Skoyatel come for her, he offers to slow them down so she can escape. So I will point out that Kahir never thinks of himself as part of Nilfgaard. He still maintains the allegiance to his original very small country that was taken over by Nilfgaard. And we have seen Emir, the White Flame, push Kahir farther and farther in the things that he has demanded of him. And it has definitely broken the loyalty that Kahir has. There is a moment earlier in the series where we have Kahir and Fringilla talking about the reason they are so loyal to Emir. But he pushes each of them so hard that it breaks that loyalty to him. He has demanded uh, more than he has given at one point, and both of them kind of turn on him. And this is the moment when we see Kahir has been broken. He no longer has that loyalty, and he regrets everything he has done for Amir in chasing down Ciri. So it's 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 a really pivotal moment, but you see it coming as as Amir pushes Kahir farther and farther. Um, Stregobor fights off the last of the elves by tapping into f- fire magic, and then. Vilgefortz uh, comes for Ciri and fights Geralt. And Ciri escapes into uh, an ancient magic lair. Vilgefortz beats Geralt and leaves him broken on the beach as he goes after Ciri. So this is definitely a moment from the books as well, the fight between Geralt and Vilgefortz. Geralt has been magically enhanced through the trial of the grasses and other mutations that his body's been through. But Vilgefortz is actively using magic now to be stronger to be faster, and it beats the long-term alterations that Geralt's body has gone through in a way that he can't compete with him. And Vilgefortz, even in the books particularly, there's a long conversation as Vilgefortz is trying to convince Geralt to join him. Ciri, in the tower where she's escaped to, activates an ancient elven portal, and she appears in the middle of a desert, and when she uses it, the tower explodes. So this is uh, also a moment uh, from the books as well. Siri does activate a portal in Eratuza and doesn't know where it goes, but she just needs to escape. And then uh, Triss pulls Geralt from the beach as the tide comes in. And the tower where the eels were kept, if, you, if we go back all the way to season one, they had turned the girls into eels that would use their life force to essentially 
generate magic for Eretuzo. So this tower where that process was done and they were kept, it's kind of the, the core of Eretuzo, where they get all their power, crumbles as the mages look on. So the really big lore points here are Azul, the mage, and his spells. And uh, the rest of it is just kind of the, you know, important events here. You know, we've tried to tie that into earlier things that happened in the season, talk about other things in the books. But that's really the only lore point here. And I know that uh, every time a new season starts, we got to go through a new big list of characters and everything. And so we're always going to be lore heavy on the front end of things where all the new things are. And uh, lore is going to be a little bit lighter on the back end. So we're going to wrap up the next two episodes. and then uh, that will be it for The Witcher. Uh, we had talked about doing a episode on the romance between Triss and Geralt, if you choose that path in the games. We have talked about maybe putting together a summary of the story events of the games for those who didn't play them and only watching the series, but may want to dive in a little bit more, but maybe games aren't your thing. But uh, as, as the last of the series has been several months ago, we are wanting to move on to other projects. So if those are things you are interested, want us to research, put together, let us know. And the floor team, we'll talk about doing that for our listeners. And then we might even end up holding those till we get really close to the release of season four of The Witcher or whatnot. So we're going to be going into Baldur's Gate fairly soon here, along with uh, some more cyberpunk. And uh, so that's the direction we're going to be heading in the future. Uh, of course, we would love for you to write in uh, and uh, get uh, your thoughts on where you'd like us to go next. Oh, also, this is a solo. We haven't done many of those. Um, a lot of other podcasters have been recommending us to try it, to see how it goes, see how listeners feel about it. So let us know how you feel about this solo episode. We're going to release a couple more uh, on various topics uh, just to get a feel for how they do uh, and what your thoughts are on them. So, uh, yeah. Let us know, and uh, we'll kind of take that uh, under advisement as we try and improve the show to to better fit uh, what works best for you. Thanks for listening.